Sentai Review Podcast. We are coming to you live from the Ranger Room of Mammoth King Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. I am Freddie. And like we said Monday, if you listen to the Power Rangers episodes as well, welcome to Season 4. Our O-Ranger Podcast begins today. So this is an anniversary season, technically. Of Super Sentai, so they wanted to go big. Um, they used some heavy hitter voice actors, like our main villain of the Machine Emperor Bar- Empire Baranoia, yeah, Emperor Bacchus Wrath. His voice was a uh, major voice actor. Did all of the. The, uh, oh, he the was narration. narration. Yeah, he was the narration. Yeah, for he it. was the narration for a very long time, like from Kaku, from like Gorenja all the way through Change Man, and then he came back for Ju Ranger. And but what he's most well known for in Japan is that he is the Japanese voice actor for Darth Vader and for Homer Simpson. And his name is Toru Ohira. Two of the most marketed characters of literally all time. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. That is impressive. That well, like, when I was hearing... the same. When I was hearing Bacchus Wrath talk, mm-hmm. I was like, man, that voice is so familiar. And I feel like I've said that a bunch of times with stuff. Yeah. And I know that they reuse people and, like, it's just characters from other anime. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, but... Yeah, you're exposed to it somewhere, somehow. You yeah, know, like different, different avenues. But this voice is iconic. Like he was, he I did would, all of the voiceover for Jew Ranger. Yeah, and then Vader. Yeah, I Homer. would say so. Even without like hearing him before, he's kind of just got that presence. He's kind of got that presence to his voice anyway. That you feel like he's like a big deal. You feel like he's an established voice actor just from the way. He does his craft, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like to be to be the voice of Homer Simpson and Darth Vader for a fucking nation—that's insane, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like that's <laughs> insane. Um, before we get started, uh, this is both yours. My first interaction with O Ranger. Uh, I listened to a couple of episodes of the Super Sentai Brothers mm-hmm. talk on O-Ranger, but that didn't really influence any of the watching. Uh, what is your initial reaction to O-Ranger? Uh, upon you saying that it's the 20th, or well, is it the 20th anniversary? It's an anniversary show. It is an anniversary show. They planned on spending a lot of money. Yeah. Um, upon you saying that, and like uh, just now as you said that it, they wanted to go big with it, it definitely feels big, like the at least even from a uh, from a world standpoint, in like in world standpoint. Whereas 
the O-Rangers, the operation and stuff. Like, it's a global thing. It's not centralized in, like, one part of Japan or anything like that. This seems like this is a world operation. And that's cool. I like that. Um, so far, what I've liked about it, my initial thoughts are that I think the action has been stupendous. Yeah. It's been stupendous. Like, really, really cool. Big set pieces. Uh, a lot of destruction. They're throwing cars at motherfuckers. Uh, real crazy. Real crazy. I'm liking that. Uh, the Rangers are fine so far. We haven't had a whole lot to sink our teeth in yet. Um... Mm, yeah, it 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 looks uh, like it may. I'm not usually one for the whole like uh you know like Thunderbirds are go kind of situation yeah. where that military military uh, the fantasy military kind of squadron thing so much. Yeah, uh, that's a that's kind of like why I stopped after Lost Galaxy is because Lightspeed Rescue was that, but. As I've gotten older, you know, like I've well, obviously really, really warmed up to Lightspeed Rescue. But uh, as I've gotten older, I'm, I, I'm more, um, I'm more open to it now. So uh, the first three episodes were just fine. Liked them. Uh, the little like backstory we have so far, like the ancient civilization, like pre, they said it was from the Cambrian times, but like six, it said six hundred million years ago. That's almost like. It says Pangea. Yeah, so. but Pangea, but like Cambrian times where it's like the dinosaurs and shit, like it's almost like pre-Cambrian times. Like, I th- maybe not six, I, how many, it's like 600, 800 million years, something like that. So, uh, someone won't correct me, but they'll be thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, that's really nifty. That's really nifty. And also, like, we'll, we'll just talk about it as, as it gets to that part, but I like, it made sense of the Zords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Um, my initial thoughts on it are just that, wow, new villains look cool. I hate Prince Bulldone. I think he's a snot-nosed shit. Yeah. Um, Little Cartman. I think that they've made the Rangers out to be superior badasses because, you know... In episode one, they take down a giant monster without the use. Not episode one. Episode two, they take down a giant monster without the use of any mech. Yeah. They just, you know. Use what, yeah. They use what they have and blow them away. Um, really subverts uh, expectations. Because usually at that part when it's like episode two and they're, they're like together for the first time and they just have their base weapons... They just take them down like a normal sized guy, you know, like through normal combat. Yeah. So it really, really, uh, really swerved swerved us on that uh, on that uh, on that front. And then we did we haven't got an episode about any other ranger than O Red. Yeah. And Goro's pretty cool. Like Goro, yeah, Goro is a um, prefab badass, like prefabricated badass. Yeah, like he just just from Jump Street. That's that's who he is. That's like, what, that's you what know. He's... Goro is. I mean, he's got his name's Goro. Yeah, his name's so... fucking Goro, which is tough if you have that name. Yeah, um, dude. Like our introduction to him is just big old aviator shades in a full like regalia. You know, like he's he's set up to be just uh, cool. 
just yeah. cool and in charge. He is cool and in charge. Um, this series, they bring back a lot of old writers and directors. So a lot of the names and the teams that you're going to see are very familiar. And our first episode, which is just called Invasion 1999, which is a dope title for, us, for yeah. an episode, yeah. is written by Noburo Sugimura and directed hey. by Shohei Tojo, who did 90% of Kaku Ranger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway. those boys did not get a break. Yeah, they did not. But at least we know we're in capable hands. Yeah. Originally airing March 3rd, 1995. Okay, okay. Yeah. The machine empire, Baranoia, having finished two years of preparation, launches an assault on Earth. Civilians flee in terror as armies of Barlow soldiers terrorize the land and sky. In a nearby military base, the situation becomes clear. Last month, New York and Paris were attacked. This time, it's Tokyo. This is where we're introduced to Goro. He comes walking through, and he looks mil- he looks like a supreme like military commander. He is yeah. a captain. Yeah. yeah. He's got a... Um, he looks like Sega Man, like a Sonny Chiva. Yeah, he's got or he got or he's got that profile slash cut slash haircut. Yes, you know, so it's immediately like square, tough, badass. You know, he meets up with the his commander, who's played by Ryusuke Kaizo, who was originally Takeru, who was Red Mask and Hikari Sentai Mask Man. And he showed up in a few episodes. Uh, the one that you'd probably know him from best is that he was the media magician in Die Ranger. Ooh. He was... Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know her name anymore. You don't know her name? Rin? Yeah. Yeah. Rin's, yeah. Rin's love. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I got to evacuate. Yeah, I know. Knowledge. I understand that. I understand that. I totally understand that. I... My mind has to jettison stuff all the time to accommodate uh, learning new things. Unfortunately, my mind is not set up to do that with things that are n- that are like are that are now superfluous. It usually gets rid of something important, like my social security or something like that. You know? Yeah, I think that um, because of the years and years of podcasting that I've just trained myself to forget about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, a coworker listens to the podcast, and I said something in episode 95. Yeah. And she goes, Dan, is this true? And I said, what are we talking about? Yeah. And she goes, uh, what you said on the podcast? And I go, I have to let you know that I'm several weeks ahead of what you're listening to. So... You are going to have to tell me what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm always afraid of because, like, I don't know what jokes I've used. I don't know what I've talked about. <laughs> I just do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You just have to let me know exactly what I said. Because <laughs> the things I say into this microphone, they, I don't even think they enter my brain. I think they just come out of my mouth. Like, they form at the, at the point. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like 
the water coming up from the the valve, you know, the ma- the main valve or anything like that. It's actually what if just the nozzle produced it. Yeah, it's one of those things where my mouth starts going, and then in my head I'm thinking, "Yeah, you got this." Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a real good way to put it. And I I find myself in that situation a lot. But so he meets with the commander. And the commander who states to him, we got this message from the Baranoia Empire. And what it says is that we need all of Earth's food supply. We want half of the, po- half of the population to transport off-world as slaves. The other half will stay here. We want all of Earth's resources. We're mining everything on the planet. Yeah. Or else we're killing everyone. This is funny. This is what I said they're like you know they would do in our Power Rangers episode like I was thinking like well what would a machine do it would take all the like natural resources and stuff like that you know yeah. things that are usable population has no use for it but this one I like you're like well slave force yeah I mean I don't see the practicality of a machine empire doing that because it's like why do that when we have literally un like you know unthinking unless we tell them to automatons you know well they can also sell them to but they, other yes, nations yes but there is a commodity there is a commodity to having these human slaves so yeah like i like it i like it so i like to th- i don't know i think it's cool that i'm somewhat adjacent to the, the like i'm i'm near the wavelength that uh, they do one with these with these characters without seeing their Super Sentai counterparts, and then I see them, you know, like... I think that's makes me actually think the thing I'm most excited about. I mean, the first episodes here and the first episodes of Power Rangers don't give me much hope that we're going to have monster lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it's wildly different. <laughs> but hopefully we can get to a point of monster lineup mm-hmm. and move so, along. Yeah. Because uh, the first, like, even the first monsters we get, like, basically, I don't think, did any of them speak? No. None of them spoke? No. Cool. But, um, yeah, like, they they said if they don't, uh, if like, they don't at, get half of the resources. If they don't get all that, like, at noon every day until it is delivered to them, they will destroy a major metropolitan area. Yeah. Uh, at which point the basis commander says that the four chosen special for for O Ranger for Goro's team yes are on their way, but there are some Thunder Wings that got caught up in Thunder the Thunder Wings. Thunder Wings are the basically F 16s that mm-hmm. everybody pilots mm-hmm. in this because they are a military force of U A O H. Whoa! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Freddie said every time he saw <laughs> saw of, this episode. Of a beast of habit. But UAOH is the United Air Force Overtech Hardware. That is mm, what that stands for. Okay. Because they are a super science division of the Japanese military. Okay. Okay. Did you ever read um, Manhattan Projects? No, because I was turned off to... A from reading it because of um, uh, uh, Farts McGee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes a lot of he, sense. Like, I would get, he would always come in, oh, just like fucking, he would wait till like registers just about to close on Magic Nights. Yeah. Then he'd want his box, and I'd give him his box, 
and he would sift through it and only take the Manhattan projects and then buy those and then and he would try to talk to me about it but I do not want to interact with this man and I just so I like it I'm sure it's a good book never never uh cracked a binding on it just just because of that I disliked interacting with this man so much yeah that I didn't want to have one single thing in common with him I didn't want to have by accident something he could maybe talk to me about, you know? But you like Star Trek. I do. I do like Star Trek. I didn't never let him know that. Um, y- yeah, man. So, like, uh, I never got to read it. Yes. It's it's a good book. Uh, it's super science. Yeah. You're far enough removed from, from farts. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, yeah, been a long time since I interacted with him or his kin. Yeah, you're far enough re- removed from farts to enjoy Jonathan Hickman's Manhattan Project. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm on a Hickman kick today. Talking about the same energy between Chuck and and the maker, Reed. Yeah. yeah. Manhattan Project. Yeah, it's just fresh. It. It's on your mind. Yeah, I've been thinking about Hickman a lot. Yeah. I don't know when this episode comes out, but... Read the Hickman X books, House of X, Powers of X. So far, they're good. Yeah. So, but the Wink. Manhattan Project was what? It, uh, no, it was just Super Science. I oh, just Super Science. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. thought you should read yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I should. I should read it now. I borrowed it from the store. Um. So, I, oh, one one thing I wanted to say. So this is clearly a Y two K analogy, right? I don't think that we were worried about Y2K in 1995. I know that the show was set in 99. Yeah, like, but we knew, like, that was the thing, though. We knew the eventuality of um, the inevitability of the Y2K or the, the turnover and, like, how the machines have to be changed and all that. Like, the this we are near that where it's becoming, um, I th- like, it was er- always known to geeks. You know what I mean? It was, like, always known to computer programmers and... Um, uh, government officials and stuff like that, that this is something that will have to be changed because of the way we do our years. You know, like the, when the rollover happens, the computers, there's, there's a, it had to start somewhere, right? I don't know. I, I, I'm not informed enough to speak. I, on neither that. am I. Neither am I. So I'll just theorize that maybe this was that. Maybe this was like a, a play on the, the fear of the future kind of thing. 99 turnover machines. I mean, fear of the future is definitely yeah. something in that realm. Yeah. But for it to be like Y2K adjacent, I couldn't say. It could just be machines and it's the turn of the millennium, whatever. I mean, like we're already in that right now. I mean, like there's plenty of robots out there that are going to take all of our jobs. Yeah. And, you know, you there should be, be a bunch of new ones introduced to society when y'all rush. Area 51, believe that. Yeah, to believe that. Come <laughs> on, dude. That's a Naruto reference. No, it's a Roman Reigns reference. Mm. <laughs> mm. Either way. Baby girl, belly that. What is that? Uh, that's what he says. <laughs> like, that's what he would say when talking to uh, whoever did the... That was years ago, though. But he like, baby girl, belly that. <laughs> You would say believe that, but he was doing this kind of like, you know, back when they were oh, making him saying suffer and succotash, you know? Oh, you mean when him and Dean were just cool beer drinking bros? Yeah. Crack a cold one for me, brother. 
Yeah, yeah. Like that that whole era of Roman Reigns. Yeah. yeah. Baby girl belly dat. Belly dat, them robots are going to come out of the fucking ground and they're going to saw you off at the kneecaps when you charge Area 51. Think it's a joke. <laughs> Think it's a joke. Okay. Don't send the robots here. Not charging Area 51. I'm not even going to go watch. Not, mm-mm. I don't want to see the horrors of that. Nope. They don't want to see someone turn into fucking Mars attack skeletons? See green and red skeletons left and right? That's two months from today. Oof. The day that we're recording. Yeah. Uh-uh. They said it's September 28th? Oh, no. It's September 21st. That's... Oh, yeah. That is a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's on a Saturday. Yeah, make sure, Gotta make sure that people are off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> You're gonna be fucking. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so ro- ro- robots. The Thunder Wings are in a dogfight with the Baranoia ships, which are called the Taco Nampa- Taco Nampas, Taco Nampas, Taco Nampas, Taco Yaki, Taco Nampas. The Octo Ships. Yeah, that's what I wrote in, uh, <laughs> in parentheses. Talking does. The talking. Because. Talking pause. Ta- taco is octopus. Ah, uh, taco. Taco pause. Yeah, so those are. They're in a dogfight with the octopus ships. Yeah. And. They fire missiles at one, and then it just flies straight through it. They're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And these things shoot the sound cannons out at the two thunder wings and they crash land. Yeah. Luckily, nobody is dead. These two drop ships come down and drop a bunch of the uh, Barlow yeah, soldiers. A couple of platoons of them. Yeah. And they do their like gorilla squat, raise up, beat their chest and make these much scarier sounds than they than, than, the, than their Zeo counterparts. Than the cog counterparts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they flee through the forest. They go over a gorge. They have to swing on vines to get across. Starts fucking raining. Every time that they run into a Barlow soldier, they start to fight them, and the Barlow soldiers no-sell everything. Yeah. The, the one time they get um, damage on one, and they bust one apart, the hand that's on the ground uh, still uh, reaches for Momo and yeah. grabs her by the ankle and... Uh, and, um, Idle hand stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we haven't even gone over our O-Ranger names yet. So Momo means nothing to anybody. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Inside, Momo. Inside the ships were... You saw that, right? Yeah, I saw that. The machines are... Ah, there it goes again. My web page is going up and down on its own. Like somebody is reading. Because we talked about Area 51 way too much today. You got us tapped. We're not going. We're not going. I'm not fucking going. Yeah. I live here in Vegas. I know what's up. That's y'all. My name Paul. That shit between y'all. Those are your planes with the red stripe. Yeah. You got it. You got it, boys. I ain't going. I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Never, never messing with that. So, on the Thunderwings, the four pilots that were in there were our four soldiers, which are going to be Shohei, Yuji, Jury, and Momo, which, which will end up being O-Green, Blue, Yellow, and Pink. 
respectively. Yes. So they are all running through the forest. Yeah. They, they get the hand attached to their leg, and yeah. it's a real idle hand situation, yeah, and yeah. they just start beating everything away with whatever sticks they can find. Yeah, they find some of the, like, javelins that, that the... Oh, because they get cornered. Yeah. And these guys show up, start throwing hundreds of javelins at them. Momo at one point gets caught in a net to a tree. Yeah. It's um, a rough day, and it goes on. Yeah, like, they start firing the a entirety of shuriken the, out of their mouths at them. The entire... Yeah, their face plates lift up, and, like, like in Zeo, like, uh, the lasers come out. They're, like, they're getting... Um, these O-Rangers are getting the shit kicked out of them, and it goes on for about a solid eight minutes of them being chased through the woods. It's raining. Crazy they, rain. Cr- crazy rain. They get fucking... Fire black, hosed over. Yeah, fire hosed down a fucking cliff. Um, when the rain stops or still run, they get knocked off a f- further cliff into water like it's fucking wild until they end up in a quarry. Well, at one point, they're standing over a waterfall, and... They're surrounded by Barlow soldiers, and they think they're going to die. And then out of the ground comes Barra Drill. Yeah. This guy, I may still have him. He's a big-ass drill. Yeah, he was He was a toy. Like, he was one of the, like, him and the, uh, the Clampy, he's actually going to be in the next episode. Yeah. Next power, next PP He'll be episode. in next week's episode. Next week's episode. We'll be talking about that guy. But, yeah, the... Metal Clampy Jaw guy and this guy were, like, the most uh, well-known toys to me. Yeah. Because they're super, like, playable. Because the drill guy, just you just rolled his back and he had a drill. The other one, you push a button on the back and the metal mouth opened up. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, they were they were fun toys. So this guy seeing him, that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But he is a big boy. He a big boy, comes out of the ground. Dude is just, he's entirely a drill. <laughs> With with some legs and arms. So at this point, when all hope seems lost for these four soldiers, yeah. a thunder wing comes out of the sky, and it's attack. It's attached with a Chariki cannon, which he starts opening up fire on the Octo ships, and starts blowing them up, talking about how powerful Chariki is. Yeah, the Chariki can actually the the Chariki cannon is actually penetrating the defenses of the uh, ships of the uh, Octo ships. Talk on pause. Um, at this point, he drops out of the Thunderwing on his motorcycle, the Jetter machine. Yeah. And he rolls in, and he shows how much of a badass he is. And he transforms into O-Red yeah. all by himself, poses hard, yeah, and does. then uses his entire arsenal. He fights an entire like platoon of Barlow soldiers using the battle stick, using just his fists, using the King Blaster, and he puts them together to use the King Smasher. Yeah. And just continues the fight. When he fights Drill alone, he does the most badass summoning of his personal sword. Yeah, and this is... Ooh, man. This is a a sore spot for Freddy. Yeah, this is a real sore spot because we'll see in Zeo if they ever... Approach this, but they use the weapons. Every I know once they. In I while. know they use the weapons, but I don't ever recall. Well, in the next episode, we'll get the full like, we'll get the full like roll call of them. But I never remember them in Zeo summoning the weapons like this. Yeah, 
maybe maybe read once in a while, but since it wasn't like formal and all that, it didn't really s- stick out. But yeah, he like he holds it like into the microphone. He holds his like hand in front of his face, and the star symbol on his mask like lights up, and then his the like the bracer of his um, the hilt the hilt guard of his like uh, sword appears in front of him, materializes along with the rest of the blade. Then he does this like flourish with it. It's super fucking cool. And his blade is called the Star Riser. Yeah, that was like the only thing I heard out of you. That was the only thing I heard out of you while we were watching that. You're like. That's fucking cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> like totally. Like we're just watching it, you know, enjoying ourselves. Pretty quiet. That happened. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. During these three episodes, I was having a very hard time staying awake mm-hmm. because, you know, in my old age, I need to talk yeah. in order to have energy. Because <laughs> otherwise, your body thinks, oh, it's sleep time. No talk. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I'm always talking. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. So, I was having a hard time staying awake because we were just sitting here watching it because it was our... I feel like once you get to know the characters in a Super Sentai, you can kind of make assumptions about what they're going to do. Yeah. And when you're getting to know characters, you kind of have to pay a lot of attention. And I put some work in here. I did about three minutes of note-taking before we started. So, that's that's new for us. This is crazy. This is fucking crazy. Y'all can't see this, but what I'm looking at blows my fucking mind. <laughs> it's a piece of paper so that we don't forget anyone's names. <laughs> Giving away the, the, the podcast magic. Put so, the shapes next to it and everything so we know for sure. Yes, <laughs> I did. This is cool. <laughs> um, he defeats Bar Drill. Yeah, he does this insane like down B smash. <laughs> well like he uses the king smasher yeah. and shoots him and it creates this like opening in his head yeah, where you like, can see the armor cracks out. a little bit or something on the very top of his head. And he jumps up into the sunlight to blind Baradrill. And one but one of the uh like the Octo ships is about to fire on him and the rest of the rangers are like we got to keep fighting too and they still have some of the javelins that was thrown to him in the millions and javelin the pilot of the octo ship and since it's their own weaponry it's able to yeah because o red also shot one of the legs of the uh the yeah. octo ship while so, it was on its like uh war of the world's carrier yeah mode. yeah so they bring that down to allow uh o red to do this crazy down b smash at the very point of bar, uh, Baradrill? Yeah. Baradrill's head. Yeah. And um, he dies, explodes. Yeah. And then through the like heat waves and the explosion, slow motion walk of O-Red. Yeah. To the rest of his team. So badass. So fucking sick, dude. It, awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, he just greets his teammates. Yeah. And he's like, we're all O Ranger now. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a good first episode. Um, so apparently, this episode received the highest ratings of any episode of O Ranger mm. at 6.4% of the ratings for the that time slot. Really? Yeah. Oh. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, we'll talk about the next one after this. As a blizzard descends upon a remote distribution center, a mysterious package is delivered. The three-man night crew will be witness to unspeakable horrors born from within the Tomb of the White Horse. Currently live on Kickstarter, Tomb of the White Horse is a 36-page horror comic designed to be a standalone story as well as the first of a four-part series. Isolation, terror, and good old-fashioned gore will be delivered in time for Halloween. Physical copies start at 10 bucks, and that includes free shipping to the U.S. and U.K. Go to Kickstarter and search for Tomb of the White Horse, or go to tombcomic.com. That's T-O-M-B comic.com.
Assemble, the super-powered Sentai, which originally aired March 10th, 1995, written by Noboru Sugimura, directed by Shohei Tojo. These guys don't get to sleep. <laughs> so, in this episode, the O-Rangers are walking through their current military base, and they're like, can't we do this with the normal military? Why do we have to be a part of... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, it's science. We have to be a part of it. Yeah. Let me introduce you to this man. And they're introduced to the... The chief, right? Who's played by Hiroshi Mayuchi. Uh, like I said, this is a big one. This is where they wanted to spend money. This is where they wanted to pay homage to the original Sentai. Because up until this point, they didn't consider... Uh, Go Ranger or Jock Q, the first two series as a part of the Super Sentai series. Mm. So now that they are considering it a part of Super Sentai, they wanted to bring someone from each series in, but they could just bring one person that was in both series, which is this gentleman. He played uh, Owl Ranger, the Blue Ranger, in Go Ranger, and he was also Big One <laughs> in Jock Q. So that's uh, that's cool. Yeah, big one. Big one is very cool because he's all in white and he's super flamboyant. Is that the one with the rainbow on the? Yeah. On the yeah yeah yeah. Big one. And that's his human form. See that Choo! white hat? Yeah, I see that shit from here, man. Yeah. An orange uh, button up underneath. These are actually everybody that he that he played. He was he was Common Rider V three, big one. And he was a character called Zubat. Z actually, like the Pokemon. Like Zubat. the Pokemon? Zubat? Oh, yeah. okay. So Vet. He was also a space sheriff in one episode of Metal Heroes. Dope. And he was in a couple episodes of uh, Toei Spider-Man. So this guy was like a big deal in, yeah. so this is in Toei's world. This is Toei royalty. Yeah, man. Sentai Journeyman. So once Shohei, Yuji, Yuji, Jury, and Momo are inducted into the O-Ranger, they are brought into a room where they learn that everything was from the Cambrian era, mm -hmm. and they found pieces of the civilization that they have underground. Yeah, they talk about Pangaea, and they talk about um, you know how dinosaurs ruled the Earth, and everyone knows that there was no humans around. And they said, well, we thought. Turns out there was an ancient civilization 600 million years ago. And, and they were super advanced. Yeah, yeah. The, after they, so they're like, okay, you guys are the O-Rangers. Your bodies need to undergo modifications to become the O-Ranger. A human body can't handle it. So we're going to infuse your body with that ancient energy, Choriki. So they're like, what do you mean change our bodies? Yeah, they take him down to... Goro goes, I've already gone through this. I've had my body changed. You'll be just like me. So, let's do it. Yeah, they take him down to, like, a uh, underground excavation site where uh, they show him, like, basically the uh, s symbolic representation of what we'll come to know in, in Power Rangers as the, like, Zeozords. Yes. 
and I like this a lot because it, like you, I mean you, you said the first one, but like it, uh, it really put pers- perspective on it because we all saw it's like, oh yeah, one's a lion, one's a bull, whatever. And then you saw it's like, wait a minute, is one of the fucking legs an Easter Island head? Because they were showing where each of these things like came from. Because yeah. we had a pyramid in the middle, and we had the Sphinx. Well, the pyramid had the Phoenix emblazoned on it. The pyramid had the Phoenix emblazoned on it. We had the the Sphinx to the side, obviously uh, blue. Then we had like a a, a Taurus. B- yeah, we had a Taurus. We had the uh, like a uh, Roman kind. Of, oh, what is that style of house called? But it's like a Roman kind of uh, pantheon, yeah, kind of deal with the Taurus symbol on front of it. Uh, we saw an Easter Island looking head, and then the last one I believe is is a because there's a Pokemon that's also based off that that look. Uh, it's the mega form of a of a oh fuck. There's uh, there's like nine hundred of them now. <laughs> Ugh. Evolves from ball toy. Little clay. Oh, the clay doll? Yeah. Is it clay doll? Is that his name? Uh, I'm just looking up what all the mega evolutions are. But his, like, mega is, like, based off that same symbol. I don't know if it's, like, uh, if it's Buddhist or what. But basically what we got was... Bennett? Huh? Bennett, the ghost? Not Bennett. It's a clay guy. It's like Ball Toy is his pre is his uh, first evolution or is his first form. Was he from Omega Ruby? Uh, I think he was in Ruby and Sapphire. I think Claydol may have been Sableye. Not not no. Sableye. I think you hit the nail. Clayley. No, you you were right. You nailed it on the head, Claydol. He's got a Mega Evolution. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like. Uh, or does he just have a regular evolution? Let me see. Or maybe it's not even him. <laughs> there, there is a Pokemon that looks like. It. <laughs> uh, fuck. There's like a there is like a newer one. Anyway, it's it, the thing is, all these representations. I thought he looked like one of the Ultra Beasts. Because you're thinking that. Yeah, the clay doll, but, like, there's another one that has, like, a, it's white, and I thought it was a mega evolution of him, but maybe I'm just totally losing my goddamn mind. The point is, though, like, the representation of, like, ancient civilizations are here, and it kind of gives you this feeling that since this civilization predated it, this is where, like, things are derived from. Did you ever watch Alien vs. Predator, the first one? Yes. The weird thing is, is I was thinking of that Ultra Beast. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that could work, too. Um, I'll find it later, and I'll send it. But um, it's kind of like Alien vs. Predator. Uh, not a good movie. Fun. We had, a, we had like a 40-minute yeah. conversation, I want to say, two months ago <laughs> See, on this podcast. I have no idea what I do or say. About yet. both of the I Alien movies. no idea what I do or say. <laughs> but one thing I really liked in that the little fun kind of ancient alien shit that was going on there was that the Yacha, yeah, ancient aliens, you can't see us, but we're doing space work. Uh, but the uh, the Yacha, the, you know, the predator, that their civilization 
what they made on Earth, you know, to uh, as they used Earth as a hunting ground with humans showing reverence to them and worshiping them, and then they would take sacrifices to uh, breed uh, xenomorphs, so their unblooded could go and hunt and become blooded in doing so, like a rite of passage. So their civilization left an indelible mark on us. Like if you look in the movie, they say like their architecture has there's uh, there's uh, there's marks of Egyptian, there's marks of Aztec, you know, there's marks of like Chinese, uh, uh, like stuff. They're like so all civilization could uh, modern like or pre-modern civil. What would you call that? Ancient civilization of man is all derived from what the Yacha brought us. So again, ancient aliens kind of shit. So I kind of like that. It's similar kind of area here where this ancient civilization, Choriki, inspired all these others. Yeah. Cool. I just liked it. And that's the only thing I was trying to say. Okay. Okay. Because it was cool. That's fine. (laughs) As long as we didn't get into the plot of Alien vs. Predator. You almost got me. I I had to physically stop myself from... I was just about to... So the team all receive their Choriki powers. Their bodies get modified. And immediately... Barlow soldiers are attacking because they come down, they make an attack, and we Butler see coach, uh, Butler's Acha and Kacha. They're great, dude. This first experience of them, they're probably going to be my favorite in, uh, in O-Ranger, as they are in Zeo, because they come down, they're adorable. Yeah. I love them. They come down, he's got this like kind of like bronze finish kind of like itinerary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's on the steps and he's all attention humans you know this is the deal like he, he reads it off and and um what's little one's name Kacha Kacha like he's kind of like his hype man mm-hmm. he, and like he spits out the bullet points of everything he says yeah cause he's like we've requested several times that you all stand down and you have not you've yet to stand down yeah so now Every two hours, we're going to start an attack. Yeah. That's all humans. Yeah. Bow down. <laughs> then He's, Nate Dog starts playing. Yeah, they're, they're great, dude. <laughs> they're fucking great. Um, yeah, we see, uh, what's his name? Uh, Saucer. A bunch of Barlow soldiers come down, and we get to see the O-Ranger transform and begin their attack. Yeah. And... Uh, they defeat a bunch of Barlow soldiers and then a giant monster, which is going to be our next machine beast, Barasaucer. Barasaucer. Is yeah. initiated never small, yeah. just big. And he's they're doing um they're doing some cool stuff here. A lot of the, like a cause when we see him, he rises out of the ground and he skewers like two buildings. With his, like, tentacles. Oh, yeah, he starts making that, like, building stack and he everything. Ho- yeah, he's holding them up and shit. They're doing, they're doing a lot of stuff with, um... He plays, like, With a, these scale miniatures. He plays a weird game of Jenga and then picks up a bus with some children in it and puts it on top. Yeah, he shakes it around a bit, sees what's in there. A couple of kids and their caretaker. Yeah, and he has buildings kind of, like... He stabs them through one another and makes this weird kind of fucking... Like you said, like stack of them. And then he just balances the bus on top of it. Yeah, he's having a good time. He's having yeah. good boy time. Yeah. Murdering millions, but good boy time. 
similar to uh, what Adam Zelinsky did in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah. Let me just balance that car. Why? You just balance it on, um, I forgot girl's name, but, you know, on, on downtown we used to have Vegas Vic. Not Vegas, Vegas Vic, Vicky. but the uh, Vegas Vicky. Yes, Vegas Vicky. Balance it on her foot for whatever reason. Because that's what you do as a kid. Yeah, just just see if you can, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Saucer balances that bus on there and just he just leaves it. So the O-Rangers decide to start fighting Yeah. him solo. Yeah, they're like um, red and green. Well, they do they do a whole Barlow soldier fight where they summon their, their oh, and weapons. It's, and it's badass. And we get them starting from O-Red, summoning the Star Riser in front of himself. Yeah. And then uh, Green puts his hands in front of his face and he summons his axe as the square crushers. Yeah, like the axe parts, like when, you, when he holds them so it makes, yeah, it makes the square. Yeah. Uh, Blue summons his triangle tonfas, the delta tonfa. Yeah. Uh, yellow puts her hands over her eyes, and then her the two nunchucks bars. show yeah. up. The twin batons. And then pink puts her hand in front of her face and pulls out the circle defense. Yeah. Her shield with blades on the end of it. It's really fucking cool. Like, I don't remember this ever happening in Zeo. I'm going to be very pissed if it doesn't happen in Zeo because... It makes sense. Like, it totally makes... Like, before, it was kind of just like, oh, they got weapons. Uh, what does it mean? Oh, you they've know? got weapons, and they're the same as their masks, but they pull them out. They summon them from yeah, their masks. Yeah, it's just a cool little thing that they easily could have used, but maybe they do. Maybe they do somewhere at some point. Yeah, we're only two episodes into Zio. We can't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't remember it at all. Uh, it's, it's just badass. It's, re- it's really neat. I understand why they don't show a lot of footage of Tanya using the nunchucks. Yeah. Because I was watching Jury smack Barlow soldiers around with those nunchucks. Yeah. Viciously. <laughs> yeah. They're getting clocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real good. Real good. Oh. Because I remember having the Zeo weapon set, and I had no idea what Rocky's weapons were. I yeah. was like, what am, what am I supposed to do with these? What? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It doesn't... It doesn't even translate well without that. Without yeah. that going down, it's like, what the fuck are those? You know, like you just got these kind of like triangle things thing up. Yeah. I just realized I may maybe be the fourth series in a row. We rock in yellow. She's and great. She's she's my favorite so far. I will say though, Yuji Blue. Yeah. He got JoJo lips. He's handsome. Isn't handsome. He? Yes. Fuck. I mean, I think Goro's the total package at this Goro's point. Goro's total package, but Yuji is fucking K-pop cute. Like, that dude has the JoJo, like, <laughs> like facial, like, bone structure. He's a beautiful man, and I'm intimidated by his beauty. Yeah, he's, I mean, like, I I think that, like, he's, he's incredibly handsome. Yeah. So that's that's awesome, but, like... Let's get to the end of the episode. Yeah. I gotta talk about something <laughs> okay. at the end of it. So they're they're doing the fight thing, like uh, r- they all get on different parts. Well, of, they, uh, well, they first of Barasaucer. They first uh, split up, though. Yeah, they no, no, no. They get on top of him and they start attacking him. Yeah, and then when he throws them off, he then they then send green. No, they send blue, yellow, pink. 
to go save the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> green and uh, red. green and red get snatched they used, up. Yeah, they get they use the uh, King Smashers to distract him. Yeah, and then yeah, then he picks up red and he's like throwing them around. Um, that may have happened in the other sequence. Anyway, this all happens. Yeah, this all happens. But <laughs> in the span of twenty seconds, we see three windows get smashed. Yeah, because we have an interior view of the bus with the kids and the caretaker. Blue just head first through the window. Yeah. <laughs> Comes in. They grab the kids, secure them. They fuck off. Red, who's in the hand of Saucer, gets chucked, and we get a POV shot, like, from the monster view. Yeah. Of Red getting chucked. He gets tossed back. He flies all the way back against an, uh, an apartment building into the fucking window of it, falls down on top of a sedan on the windshield, cracks that. And like, then... Barra Saucer throws a flaming car <laughs> at Goro and Shohei. Yeah, and it's all like it is. It's all like in camera work. Like it's it's like an actual car, like flinging. Like it's as we said, money. Money was used. Yeah. Um. At this point, Goro's not having it anymore, and he asks them to put all their weapons together to make the. Uh, Big Bang Buster. And what I like about this is that there was no like crazy scene of them like summoning stuff and putting it together. They turn around so they can't see you fiddling all of the pieces together. Yeah. And then they turn around and fire on on a saucer. I like how many fucking um barrels this thing has. Yeah? Yeah. It got a lot. <laughs> it had like five like I think each of them had like like each of the weapon has a barrel. In it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every so, weapon does have a barrel. So. Yeah, ex- yeah. so it was like... It's it, kind of like the Howling Cannon. Howling Cannon, yeah. Howling Cannon. Yeah, it is similar to Howling Cannon where just everything makes a fucking gun barrel. Yeah. And they light this dude up. And this is... Again, this guy was never small. This guy was just big robo the whole time. And they take him down. And it was just really fucking, like I said, it, it, it subverted what you expected. You th- you usually expect, oh, the first Monster Day encounter, they deal deal with him with practical, well, relatively practical means. Yes. No, they, they like, this was a big robot that they fucking, they took down with with their weapons. They utilized, I, just the fact that they jumped on him and attacked, like, different segments of him, weak joints, uh, eyes, and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool as shit. I was pretty happy with it because I was expecting that either they were going to defeat him small or this was going to be the first time that we saw the individual mech Mm. and they weren't going to combine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But an individual mech takedown. But, uh, yeah, they end up destroying him and it's like the the, uh, Baranoias are like, who the fuck is this? They're getting angry. Um, they're like a uh, little shit Cartman, robot Cartman, uh, Prince Bulldog, Bulldog, yeah, Bulldog. He uh, kicks around the uh, kicks around the butlers. Yeah, he's like, "Why the fuck you do this?" Yeah, uh, yeah, and like we we got it. It's a st- we're established now. They're a team, but the episode ends on top of a building where they all power down and they're. Covered, oh, yeah. Fucking Goro is just—he has like an inch of liquid on him. So, 
as soon as they drop their powers, they all hit the ground. And their their power down sequence is incredible because it's the energy lifting back up and returning to Chariki. Yeah. And it comes off of them green, like the net that yeah. goes on them in their transformation yeah, sequence. Yeah, Goro's the only one still standing. He's kind of, he's 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 winded, but he's he's smiling. You know. He's yeah. Like, and the others hit the ground, and he turns around smiling, and all this sweat comes off of him slow motion, and he smiles, and like, it's like one of those moments where you're like, oh, Goro hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and That's true. You turn around and you see the boys are covered in sweat. They yeah. look like they just got out of a pool. Yeah. And the they're girls l- aren't sweaty. They're just winded. Yeah, they're a little... Yeah, yeah. And Goro looks at them and goes, it was like that for me the first time, too. Takes an incredible amount of stamina to become an O-Ranger. Yeah. yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like, yeah. I like the little touches like that. Little touch. The fact that like they get tired from using the powers, it's incredible. The small little thing and like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the Flash has to have special food made because he runs so fast and yeah. all of that. This like hyper metabolism. If the powers aren't just a suit that projects onto you, it's like your impo- embodiment of this power. Yeah, it's gonna affect you. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. I was very happy with it. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, after this message, we'll talk to you about our final episode for today. Episode three, Crisis, The Secret of Superpowers. This aired March 17, 1995, written by Noboro Sugimura, directed by Masato Sugino. This episode kind of starts out weird because we've got kids playing in a park and it's winter and one of them's wearing their winter shorts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that Freddie was about because now he knows shorts and winter are okay. Yeah. I mean, he did it all last year. <laughs> yeah, winter shorts. Are you wearing pants to Art's wedding or are you wearing shorts? No. No, shorts. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most serious you've ever been. <laughs> no, I will not be wearing pants. <laughs> Yeah, man. Fuck the thought of pants. Um, Straight up. It starts out with a kid playing, and this, the the monster just shows up. The monster gets dropped off, and he immediately turns invisible. And this kid kind of walks up and sees this, like, shiny thing in the ground, and he picks it up. It's just a fucking diamond. Yeah. He puts that in his fanny pack with all of his rocks and his and bits I and his bobs. I love that his fanny pack, yeah, was very similar to mine, where it's just filled with miscellaneous bullshit. Yours currently. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I saw you with a fanny pack, you had, uh, you had like, your wallet in it. Yeah. And you also had... That's the only thing indicating I'm an adult. The wallet? The wallet. You had some, like, cards I, in there. I have a... a you uh, had the... The kid vid from Burger King toy that you yeah, got at more BK Kong. Kids Club, yeah, yeah. and like uh, just a lot of Uncle other... Uncle Grandpa figure, yeah, um, a, a a poker chip that you can redeem for a uh, for a uh, limeade at at Sonic, okay, that's for a rainy day, um, some change, little Pokemon figures, uh, what else is in there? I think a wristband for Stranger Things, but like a promotional one. Oh, the ones we got at Comic-Con? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
years ago. Some other bullshit is in there. Used to be Captain America. My fetish, Captain America. Not like Captain America was my fetish, like my fetish doll. Not that I have... All right. Hold on. <laughs> like voodoo fetish kind of thing. Okay. You know, my okay. Captain, my Captain America uh, Weeble Wobble dude. Okay. That always looks at the one who will who will uh, receive misfortune. <laughs> yeah. I'm not fucking crazy, Dan. I, I don't just, need you. I just, like, sometimes I try to make episode titles a little bit about the show. Yeah. And this one's going to be called My Fetish Doll, Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Six, that's the six. Or, or called Captain America, My Fetish. <laughs> <laughs> that works, yeah. I mean, I do love me some Captain America. Uh, but, yeah, Six Finger Cap, because... He was at one. Uh, what convention was that? Oh, you weren't there. That was um, that was working the GameStop convention for Fantasy Flight. Oh, I mean, I was there. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there, but like, yeah. Remember that one booth that was like, real kind of like chintzy, kind of like a fucking toy booth, yeah. where where it's like, sign up on our Instagram, we'll give you a free gift. Yeah, I did that. That was my free gift. Was this weeble wobble Captain America that just has this horrible stare and painted on his little orby body, his hand, and he has six fingers on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's special. Too bad GameStop's going to go out of business. That we'll never get to go to another GameStop con. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what happens in this episode? He gets the crystal. He gets. Uh, he gets abducted by the saucer that can turn invisible. Yeah, G- Goro. Uh, comes yeah. Dor- what's his name? Uh, uh, Dora. It's uh, Gora. Bara Vanish. Yeah, Bara Vanish is told that he, he a needs little to one. capture this kid. Yeah, he is a small monster. Yeah, that he needs to capture this kid because he can use his umbilical technique to steal his memories. Yeah, he is called um, was well, something naval. It's like yeah. naval cord, naval naval cord, which is that's an umbilical cord. And it's this is on the orders of Prince Bulldone. Because they know that this kid has memories of Chiriki. Yeah, he has memories of Chiriki, and we're gonna find out how he got those memories, where where those uh, are derived from. But as he's being taken, uh, Goro shows up on the scene. Yeah, to uh, help him out, but he doesn't see anything. Yeah, he just sees a kid getting dragged. Yeah, so he gets dragged. Yeah, at one point he's able to. Get the child away from the invisible monster, and that makes him visible for a second. Yeah, and then he goes invisible and starts dragging Goro around, drags him shoulder first into a telephone pole, and he hits him against it so hard that it cracks a concrete pole. Yeah, and it starts falling down. He rolls out of the way just in time, and then it's flung at him, and then he gets dragged some more. Um, we see our our at green point, and blue. At the point of the second drag, everybody's like watching him because they have him up on their screen at whoa yeah. headquarters. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, Jerry and Momo are like stay stay behind at the at the screens to to monitor, be the eye in the sky, while um, uh, Yuji and Shohei uh, get in the uh, the jets. The uh, what are they called? Thunderwings. The Thunderwings, and they're watching from the ground. They're like. Uh, 
Yeah, he getting dragged. I don't see no fucking monster, though. They're like, we can't shoot at anything. We'd yeah, just be like, shooting at him. Yeah, do you have visual contact there? No visual contact there. So, like, it, it gets this wild chase where um, Goro's trying to escape with his kid. They get in this car, and they they drive off. And um, when they reach the tunnel, we see the monster. And he's on top of the fucking car. Yeah. And he sticks his fucking fist in, real, like, horror movie style, and tries grabbing the kid and trying to pull him through that hole. And, like, uh, Goro's, like, swerving the car, trying to get him off and shit. When they exit the tunnel, he disappears again. And they, they flip the car. And they flip the fucking car. Yeah. And the car explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they get out. Everyone's safe. The monster was under the car explosion, but we know that unless it's a Choriki-powered blast, it doesn't really kill any of the monsters. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah. So, uh, Goro... And the young man, whose name I don't know, whose name doesn't really matter. I feel is, like. is like Ken Ken Shiro. Or Ken I mean, his Ken name's Kenichi. Kenny G. Ken Kenichi, not oh. Kenny G. <laughs> Kenny G. Fuck. Ugh, <laughs> that's sweaty. Um, so Kenichi and Goro, they kind of escape. They're like, "Why is he after you?" And he's like, "I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He's after me." And. As they're walking, like they start trying to get to know each other a little bit. He tells them the backstory of his dad and how his dad knew that all living things kind of work together. Yeah. And his daddy. His, yeah, his daddy is played by Shiro Izumi, who we brought up in a couple of series. I think he played a samurai in the background of one episode of Kaku Ranger, and that's his most notable role, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, Not the fact that he was changed. Not that he was Change Pegasus and Change Man or uh, the Dragon Ranger Burai, <laughs> but so, yeah, his is a TV Samurai Man. TV Samurai, that's his most notable role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, really cool to see him again. I like, I like, the, I feel like he's he's really um... Burai is like the he's the first he's your first tragic Sentai hero, so there's going to be a connection to him, and it's nice to see that. Some of these guys still work, and like it might be for Toei, it might be for the same company, but yeah, it, it's cool to see him uh, receptive to it and like enthusiastic to to play a part. You yeah, know? I like that a lot. I just like that. Bright is awesome. Best Green Ranger for sure. Be- best of that Green Ranger, <laughs> hands down. Of that Green Ranger. Of that Green Ranger, <laughs> hands down. Yeah, I don't care how much of a fucking weeb, but it's um, like it's just fucking true. So, uh, they end up getting to this warehouse where... Oh, we... Sorry, we didn't finish explaining that, like, uh... All living things are together, and that's kind of... But he gives him the, uh... The crystal. The crystal, yeah. Yeah. And to kind of get more backstory of it, we go back to the base, because they're trying to get in contact with Goro, and you can't... They can't contact him through his... Power brace, Zeonizer, whatever you want to call it. It's a power brace. Power brace. They can't contact him through the power brace. So the commander gives a whole rundown of like, yeah, well, we started finding these artifacts of Chariki, and we got this essentially Rosetta Stone of how to get to the Chariki power. And there's one last missing piece, and it happens to be that crystal. So, yeah. They, 
he gets the crystal and they go to this warehouse and they're hiding in the warehouse when Saucer is there. And who gets dropped down? A bunch of Barlow soldiers and Prince Bulldog. And he looks at Saucer and he's like, where's the kid? Oh, there is something really, uh, really neat. And I was, I felt kind of like, it made me feel clever. The show made me feel clever. Yeah. Because the monster only appeared, he was invisible the whole time. And then when they went into the tunnel of the car, he was visible. And then they drove out of there and he was invisible again. Yeah. So I had this theory. And then sure enough, at this warehouse, the monster shows up dark ass warehouse he's completely visible yeah he walks past this like open uh bay door and sunlight's just pouring in and he goes invisible again yeah and goro points out that he's using the sunlight yeah and then like that centerpiece when you're looking at it it is like a a, a solar array there yeah so he just absorbs the uh, solar energy and it powers him uh, neat but yeah uh cartman bulldog comes in starts yelling at him he's like, yeah. i need that kid's memories of chariki yeah. So you need to go get him. Capture him. Yeah, they they send in a bunch of the... Um, Barlow soldiers. Barlow soldiers. Barlow soldiers. Ugh. Barlow soldiers. Barlow soldiers. Barlow. Barlow soldiers. Barlow soldiers. Yes. Who, who gorilla walk... <laughs> who gorilla walk in looking, looking for... Um, Goro and the boy. Yeah. And uh, on top of the warehouse, they find him. Yeah. He goes invisible again, and then Prince Bulldog is downstairs. <coughs> He's down in, like, another bay door that's just, like, two stories up, just an opening in the side of a building, because yeah. that's safe. And he's like, get his memories. Use that cord. Yeah, now that the rest of the rangers can see him, they join Goro. Yeah. And they... They were like fighting off the um, the Barlow soldiers with their weapons, and this is where we really see um, Jury just clocking the shit out of these fuckers. She does this axe kick on one of their like traps. Yeah, that made me think that that actor couldn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'll, you ever? Uh, you're not much of an MMA guy, are you? No, I'm not. Okay, uh, Mirko Krokop was a legendary in uh, MMA, uh, known for his kicks. Uh, it later in his career, when he's past his prime, he went up against uh, what's his name, uh, Pat Berry, Pat yeah H D, Pat H D Berry, who's also a kickboxer. So it was kind of cool. It's like kickboxer versus kickboxer kind of thing. Mirko lands this fucking axe kick on the trap, like you said, and I swear to God, I thought that man was gonna split in half on live TV. <laughs> like this is, but this, that's immediately what I thought of yeah. when she lands that kick because she she a big girl yeah. like compared especially compared to uh, Momo, Momo diminutive. You said she's like a J-pop star. Wasn't she, she she was like a local idol. Okay, like incredibly cute, tiny though, diminutive. But um, Jerry, she is she she's about the same height as as most of the boys except for green and red. Yeah, so, like she's the same height as Cheap. You know, she's a taller one. Yeah. And she, yeah, she hammers that poor fucking Barlow soldier with an axe kick. These ones on the roof are just getting, like, just getting clocked in the ear with nunchucks. <laughs> like, I'm, lo I'm, I'm loving her. Yeah, she is. She is something to behold. Yeah. And, uh, like, so he gets a hold of the kid. 
and we see the Star Riser get summoned again. And, and he, the, he he uses um so as the kid is getting brain sucked and there's like a fucking projector above them showing his memories, and I'm like, why are they doing? I was like, oh, they're robots. They're recording all this, right? So I'm like, oh, okay. So that's it's going it's, to the cloud. It's going to the cloud. It's fine. Yeah. But um, he Starizer comes out and he uses it like I don't know if it was a matter of him reflecting the sun or focusing the sun. I or, think he blasted Chariki through it as or a laser. He, yeah, or he ba- or he blasted Chariki through it. But he he like um show off a little bit of marksmanship. He hits the solar array past Kenny G's ear and hits the solar array on um, Vanish. Yeah. And it knocks off the umbilical, or the, what's it called? The navel cord. Yes. <laughs> it's umbilical. It knocks off the umbilical cord from uh, little Kenny G's head. And uh, so, <laughs> but I guess there wasn't enough time for data processing or something. But yeah, they're, they're... they were getting to the point yeah. of the secret of Chariki, and they didn't get it. Yeah. And um, they, uh, they... Big Bang Buster. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they... <laughs> the Bang Buster. Big Bang Buster. Big Bang Buster him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tear him up. Um, the the Baranoia family are pissed. You know, they didn't get what they needed. That was their secret. I like, um, what is the name of her? Em- Hysteria. Yeah. Empress Hysteria does something I just thought it was just cute. They're watching them on the screen, on like yeah. their like viewing screen, and she gets pissed when they're all like triumphant, and she fucking spins that shit because it's a cog. Yeah, and then we just see like we just see the picture get spinned, and she's all mad and like because, stomping around. Uh, they do their pose, and yeah. like they defeat the monster, and they stand there with their hands out saying "Ole, ole. yeah," and it's this triumphant image of the O Rangers doing their "Ole" pose. Yeah, and it's just spinning. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, so mad about it. Bacchus Wrath is so mad, he's like breaking the pipes in his room. Yeah. And uh, Butler's Acha and Kocha are kind of cowering in the corner, and Bulldone's like, I can't believe it got destroyed. Bacchus Wrath is like, without without, uh, Barra Vanish, we can't take the memories of people. We need their minds. We're not going to, we're going to work night and day until we have something. Machines don't sleep. Yeah. And um, I don't think we get like a funny out or anything like that with the O-Ranger. I think it ends on Baka's Wrath throwing his fit. I think so, yeah. I don't think there was... Uh... One thing I know... Oh, we, we, we had a run and hug that boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're all up on top of the building. And you hear Kenichi say... Uh, Big Brother, yeah. Onisan. It's translated as Mr. Yeah. And Goro turns around and he hugs that boy and he tells full, him. Full on sprint, turned around, sees him, takes off. <laughs> Meet in the middle of the roof. Yeah. And he says, are the Baranoia going to enslave us and kill us? And he's like, hey, we're all going to fight. We're all going to fight, including you. Yeah. So keep your chin up and don't worry, this world will be safe. Yeah. And... That is the end of the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thing that I noticed in this, with Empress Hysteria, something has to be going on with the colors when they transfer over, 
because her dress and her fan are so much more vibrant in this. There is a lot of things I notice about her. And this isn't something that they could have... This isn't something that I don't think is missing from Power Rangers, but I, for some reason I just didn't notice. So I mentioned in our Power Rangers episode how she had like a corduroy kind of face going on. Yeah. Because she got that going... Like, it's only now that I realize that she's kind of got like a mechanical bob haircut. And like her... There's like a cutout for her face in between it. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at. And then also... She has Fright Dome going on. Yeah, she's got some terror teeth in her mouth. Yeah, she's uh, Jaws from fucking uh, James Bond. Yes. Going on with those chompers. Never, ever, ever noticed that on her. You know what? it's scary. Because we never, ever got a toy of her. Or of Bacchus Wrath. Or Prince Bulldome. We only got... um, the niece and nephew in in Zio, mm-hmm. the one with the pirate hat, yeah, and the yeah, pink yeah. girl. Yeah, we never got a King Mondo figure or anything like that. Did we not? They were only placed in the O Ranger, so it's not the Warrior Wheel. Yeah, which in this one is called Tackle Boy. Uh, you told me about that before. That's you know that ooh, good name. You know that wheel that they get in in like one episode of Zio that they put Tommy in yeah. and it shoots out and hurt somebody? Yeah. They were packaged completely unpainted with that wheel. Oh, so you can knock them over? Yeah. Gotcha. So they're just essentially bowling pins for you to tackle boil them. Yeah. Cool. Ah, uh, I yeah, cuz I was going to say I, I would think that like Mondo would come with like he seems like a playset figure, you know, just his arms, just a, like, you know, articulation at the shoulders and that's it. Yeah. The toy that it came with is the giant roller. Giant roller. But, uh, yeah, O-Ranger, we here. I can't make a judgment on it. I can't make a judgment on it. Like, I know no, from, yeah, I know from the Jump of Die Ranger, from the Jump of Kaku Ranger, uh, I was on board, uh... O-Ranger left me wanting to see more, but unsure of how I feel because I felt like from just little bits, I understood the personalities a little bit of each character. And in this one, I only know Goro, but I don't know Goro because in the first two episodes, he's like, the consummate badass. He's a military man. He knows what he's here for. He's the soldier in charge. Yeah. And then in episode three, he's this like loving, fatherly, older brother figure. Yeah, we haven't. Yeah, we haven't got an idea of personalities yet. So I agree with you. It's left me wanting more, and we'll have to see if that's a product. If that's a. If that's a good thing or not. Like, was it? Wanting more because there's simply nothing to have, or do we wanting more because they gave us a little taste, little little nibbles, and we're like, hey, bring that on back, I'm not done. So, some facts about this show are that it is the worst rated Sentai show to date. Like I said, the first episode had a 6.4% rating, but the average rating for an O-Ranger episode was 1.9%. And Ugh. it has to do with the fact that there was some stuff happening in Japan. WWE ha- ECW pulled that 
Yeah. Pulled better than that. <laughs> but WWE style, they had to Vince McMahon write episodes on the fly because there was a tragedy in the country that their story was leaning close to. And they didn't want to like for sure upset people. For sure. Yeah. So they had to swerve. Kind of uh, like the Vince McMahon death. And then what happened <laughs> after the Vince McMahon death yeah. in, on WWE TV. Um, but the toy sales were unusually high for such a low-rated show. Mm. So they continued to make the show to continue to make new toys and weapons because as they were coming out, they were still selling out in stores. Okay. So while it was very low rated, it still had incredible toy sales. And that's because everything that they've put out in the show looks cool. Because later they'll get... Uh, I only know the Power Rangers stuff. Yeah. So they're going to get the... The giant roller. They're going to get Tackle Boy. Oh, they're going to get the Super Zeo Megazord. The Red Puncher mm -hmm. uh, Zord. They're going to get Auric, who came with the key. Gold Ranger. <laughs> the Staff. <laughs> yeah. Pyramidus. Man. Pyramidus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The they had the bazooka that they put the Zeo yeah. crystals into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the all of those incredibly cool toys. Yeah. That couldn't be topped. That makes sense. That makes a good fucking point because aesthetically, there it's very pleasing, especially Gold Ranger. Like I said, Gold Ranger is one of the, the most. It is perfection. I want it. Yeah, I can fucking say that. Gold Ranger of, of sixth Rangers. Yeah. I don't think that there's a better Sixth Ranger than Gold Ranger. Yeah, the way Gold Ranger looks is just, that is, that is perfection. Yeah. That is perfection, man. So, I mean, it's one of the, like, it's like the craziness of why the series, like, people like to say O-Ranger almost got uh, Sentai canceled. Yeah. But their toy sales, if they would have had low toy sales, yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Probably, that, yeah, death knell. But because of toy sales, yeah, like that's true. I know we've talked about uh, late season Ninja Turtles, but that's all those seasons were made for were for toys because the show ratings wise was doing butt, but those toys were just fucking still moving. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the same thing with Power Rangers season three. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. people were buying Ninja Zords and Shogun Zords and things like that, but the toy sales were dropping, and then they sh made the shift to Zeo, and toy sales shot up again. Yeah. Because it was something new and exciting. Yeah. And we didn't get lightning bolt stickers anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, um, in a weird turn for Power Playthrough, I'm not sold on O-Ranger. Yeah. I'm ready to watch more, but... I'm not behind it right You're now. You're a skeptic right now. Yeah. What about you? I'd say that's fair. I'd say that's really fair. I don't want to... Yeah, I'm... I'm uh, I'm a very, very lenient, very easy critic. There's few things I actively dislike uh, as far as like movies and shows and stuff like that. Very few, honestly. Relatively, you know. Um, so, it doesn't take... A lot to to uh, win me over, 
but so far what I've seen it was enjoyable and it looks cool uh but like you, I want to see more of these characters. What what they're gonna do with them? All that. Like I want to I want to see personalities. I uh, I want to know them because I felt like I felt like if I was to meet the character Sasuke, I would know him. Yeah. Right now, what I saw was kind of like Ring of Honor, where I saw a lot of good in ring work. Don't really fucking care about the story. Because I don't have a lot to chew on so far. You, know you mean I mean? like current Ring of Honor? Because there are certain eras of Ring of no, Honor. No, current Ring of Honor. Where like C- where Steen existed. Yeah, cur- current Ring of Honor. In the se- yeah, I mean, because obviously like you, you have like fucking heel Brian Danielson. You know, like amazing. Tyler you know? Black. You know, yeah, like that. we, there's some great shit. Uh, Age of the Fall. You know, amazing stuff in Ring of Honor. I don't know, no disrespect. But like current Ring of Honor, where we're kind of seeing Ring of Honor is so pure that it's now at a fault you know, for it, where it's structured in such a way where it doesn't feel like it's going to ever evolve. And that's fine if you're purely there for just great in-ring competition. But right now, like, even, like, you got... You got you got the fucking lethal. You got, okay, so it's like, Ring of Honor right now, you got, what interests me? Briscoes, um, villain, Villain Enterprises... Which I'm not sure is going to be around too much longer. Yeah, and then uh, Jay Lethal. Yeah, and that's about it. Kingdom, don't give a fuck about. I don't know who they are. I don't really like. I mean, not not no, no disrespect to any of the entertainers, obviously, uh, any of the wrestlers. They did great work, but uh, I just there's, there's eh, eh, I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know why I should hate them. I don't know why I should like them. I don't know anything. You know. Yeah. Just don't don't really. Not being grabbed right now. So, uh, we'll see if the toys are the Jay Lethal and Briscoes <laughs> of this series, you know, and the rest is just kind of like the kingdom. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll see. I, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptic when it comes to the, I've talked to you about this before, I'm a skeptic when it comes to paranormal stuff, uh, the occult and all that shit, but I'm 100% ready to believe you give me it. I want to believe. I'll analyze it. I'll check it out. You know, like I want to. I'm 100% ready to love every Sentai that we watch. Just, I just need that moment. Yeah. And like, uh, let's go back to Die Ranger. Uh, I hated the button boy for the entire series. Yeah. And in one redeeming moment, his entire dickheaded ness yeah was completely redeemed for perfect character work and like a tragic story yeah his arc was beautiful his arc was beautiful like the the uh, end justified means as they say yeah, yeah. He, he was it totally came around so we want button boy we don't want ko yeah <laughs> like ko is a shitty character yeah ko i don't like <laughs> um but I, i'm on board for that moment that that carries them for me for the rest of the the time. Yeah. It's like Dolph Ziggler. You're looking for that moment to make <laughs> you You're looking yeah. for that moment of shine that makes you he keeps having love him. him. He keeps having him like he fucking just super kicks Shawn Michaels and you're like, "Hey, are we gonna Yeah? Yeah? Or please, you know, what what's going to happen from this?" And then yeah. you, you look for that moment where you're like, 
we're behind Dolph Ziggler. This yeah. is his moment. Yeah. And I'm behind the O-Ranger. I just need to know when their moment is. Fair enough. I like how you put that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat, I'd say. Yeah. Cool. Ready ready to love it. Just give me it. Yeah. Give me that moment. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you so much for watching or listening to our show. We bring you new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. On Fridays, we bring you three times a month a new episode of a different kind of Saban show. Currently, we're doing Big Bad Beetleborgs, but we have 30 episodes on there of VR Troopers. And uh, we'd love for you to head over there and check them out. So head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough. If you want a taste, there are some free episodes on there. So go ahead and give those a listen. And uh, if you feel so inclined, join our Patreon, where we'll be uh, adding new episodes as often as we do. Yeah. We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. You can head over to rainer.bandcamp.com and get yourself a digital download of that. Uh, we're going to be at Japan World Heroes, unless it's already happened. I don't think it has. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we're only like three or four weeks out yeah. from this. On, I think on this so. One. Regardless, we're there. On the 17th. In that, in that time, which will exist on its own once it has passed, we are there. Yeah. So you're not a liar. Yes. So if, you're, if it hasn't happened, come see us. If it has happened, you didn't hear this. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> there's that it's at the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California uh, we'll be at round one the night before yeah. at whatever round one's closest to us or we'll be in Little Tokyo looking at Toku Toys or a g- gelato vending machine oh yeah, the gelato vending machine in Pasadena mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where I saw two homeless fuck <laughs> yeah, he <you> did <laughs> well we thanked Rainer. We did that. Please follow us on social media at twitter.com slash pplaythrough, instagram.com slash powerplaythrough, Facebook, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're doing yeah. giveaways on some of that social media, uh-huh. so make sure that you're following, retweeting, all of that. We don't pay to advertise the show, so word of mouth is the only way to get out there about us. And if people only want to follow us to get free stuff... Why not? Right? Yeah. So Valid is the reason as any. Yeah. I mean, that's why 90% of people follow Funko is because they give away pops. Yeah. So if you want to get free comic books, follow us. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and may the power protect you.